Hello, everybody. This is Judy Little from Gospel of Faith Church. Um, sitting in for Pastor, you know he has been sick. That's why you have not heard him for the last couple of uh, sessions. Uh, he went into the hospital over a week ago uh, with a um, small mini stroke, and uh, he came out of the hospital. He went in on a Friday and came out last Monday. But in the meantime, he had picked up a very dangerous uh, virus, so he was back in on uh, Tuesday, and uh, he's been very, very sick since then, but today he's starting to feel better. So if we can all just keep him up in prayer, and, and uh, let's just pray for him right now and pray for all of us right now. Father, I want to come, come to you and ask you for prayer for our pastor and all of our listeners out there. May you just touch them with whatever they need done in their life, Lord, and just put that extra healing hand on pastor that that he can beat this infection that he has and uh, and uh, that he is he is going to be okay with, and we will start back in on broadcast again. And uh, today I. And today I just want to hold up um, people over in, uh, everywhere, the people at the school, all the kids, all their parents, everybody that was touched by that shooting. I'd like to hold them all up in prayer. And it's always right to hold our government up in prayer. May they, may they heal this country where they need need to be healed. Bring our prices back down so we have a, can live decently and, and not worry about where we're going to get our next meal. And just pray for them that they will do right and straighten our country out. And so, Jesus, I ask this in your name. Amen. And I'm not, I get really nervous when I'm doing this, so please excuse me. But I'm glad you're with us today. And uh, we're going to be in First um, John. Uh, I believe it's um, two, chapter two, uh, fifteen through twenty-seven. And uh, so uh, let's start out right now. It is so very hard as believers who believe wholeheartedly in the second coming of the Lord, not just use this portion of the as a launching pad to preach about the soon coming of Jesus Christ. After all, John writes repeatedly about Antichrist in these verses. However, John is not really writing about one Antichrist who will rule the end-time world government along with the false prophets, but John uses the term Antichrist in this different and more broad way in this passage. The word Antichrist here means the opponent of Messiah. Basically, John is telling us that anyone who opposes Jesus is an Antichrist, which means they are serving the purpose of the devil. What does this mean in real life? Well, whenever we choose to love the world more than we love Jesus, we are cooperating with the devil, which makes us Antichrist. Which, what does this mean to love the world? Let me give you an example. Chuck Schoendahl wrote a book and said about loving the world. The world system is committed to at least 
four major objectives, which can surmise in four words, fortune, fame, power, and pleasure. First and foremost, fortune, money. The world system is driven by money. It feeds on materialism. Second, fame. That is another word for popularity. Fame is a longing to be known, to be somebody in someone else's eyes. Third, power. This is having influence, maintaining control over individuals or groups or companies or whatever. It is the desire to manipulate and maneuver others to do something for some for one's own benefit. Fourth, pleasure. <clears throat> At this base level, pleasure has to do with fulfilling one's sensual desires. It's it's the same man, mindset behind the slogan, if it feels good, do it. Choosing to love fortune, fame, power, or pleasure over the love of Jesus is to be opposed to the Messiah, the Christ. Choosing to send your tithe on DVDs, TV, anything else instead of cheerfully, cheerfully giving it to the work of God, to the opponent and command of Christ. Choosing to do naughty things at school so your schoolmates will not look down on you is choosing to oppose Christ. John tells us, do not love the world, neither the things in the world. You cannot love the things of this world and Jesus at the same time. It is impossible. We must choose. Over the last several weeks, we have looked at what John tells us about the defining marks of the real Christian. John tells us that one mark of a real Christian is love. Love for God, love for brothers and sisters in Christ, and love for the lost. There are, however, three other things we are commanded to love. Loving these things as well as the others will help us to not love the world. Let's look at these. John 2, 15 through 17. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 16. For everything in the world that craving of sinful man, the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father but from the world. Chapter 17. The, the world and its desire pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Excuse me. Holiness simply means separation from the world. Now, I am not suggesting we go live on a mountain or in a cave or never have contact with people who are not saved. That would be foolish, and how would we ever tell others about the love of God or show the world how much Jesus loves them if we are all not engaged with the world? To be separate from the world means to choose the love of the things of God more than the things in the world and the world system, fortune, fame, power, pleasure. That means we choose to wear clothes that modestly cover the body instead of revealing our body like the world does. It means we, we are honest with our finances. We earn money in honest ways and we use it for honest things. We don't allow the love of money to become more important than our love for Jesus. It means we trust people with kindness and humility, 
That doesn't mean we allow people to walk on us, but rather we handle conflict by doing things the way Christ would do. The scriptures tell us that devil is the prince of this world. He has set this world up in such a way as to oppose anything Jesus would ask us to do. We cannot afford to get comfortable with this world system or to allow our lives to be molded by the word. We are called to separate, to be separated. John, John tells us the things of this world will pass away. We have a choice today. Spend our life and energy chasing after things that will pass away or chase after God. One brings temporary pleasure, fortune, fame, power, and pleasure. Chasing after God brings eternal joy, peace. Oh, and you choose, and I choose to live for God myself, and I hope you will too, because he is so awesome. They went out, let's see, John, 1 John chapter 2, 19. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Okay, Jesus loves the church. Look how much Jesus loves the church. Ephesians 5.25 Husband, love your wives, just as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. Jesus loved the church so much he was willing to give his life for it. The church is not just a place to go or a thing to do. The church is where Christians live out their faith. It is where Christians fulfill their purpose. They write up Hebrews, Hebrews warned us, do not forsake the assembly of yourself together. Loving Jesus means we love the church and we give ourselves to its plan, vision, and purpose, just as Jesus gave himself. You cannot come to the church every now and then and hope to keep your relationships right with Jesus. Being a part of the body helps us to be strong and have accountability to grow in the world, in the word, and in love for, for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Outside the church, we will be drawn away into loving the things of the world. Jesus is passionate about the church. He promises, uh, promised us that he would build a church and the gates of hell would not overcome it. Matthew 16, 18. The church is the visible manifestation of God's grace to the world. We are the people of the name of Jesus. We are those who have been purchased by the precious blood of the Jesus Christ. We are the church of the living God. We are the ones who Pastor Ismael preached about last week. A chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who call, call you out of darkness and into the wonderful light. 1 Peter 2, 9. We also love the church because it is the place where we will learn and know the truth. Look at what John writes on, on John, 1 John 2, 26-27. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As you know, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teachers, you 
you about all things, and as that anointing is real, no counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. A lot of people try to make this verse mean that we can now, that we can know the truth without being part of the church. This is a gross misunderstatement of the scriptures. When John says he is writing this thing to you, he is writing to the whole church, pearl. Now, an individual in the church, singular, this letter is not written to an individual. It is written to the church at large. John is telling us that the anointing of the Holy Ghost is alive and active in the church. The only place you will know the real anointing as opposed to the counterfeit anointing is in church. The church has been taught and the church is the teacher helping us to understand and see those who would be antichrist, those that oppose Jesus. Remember, the reason John is writing this book, he is writing because there are false teachers who are trying to tell the church that Jesus was not the only way to heaven. They were, they were trying to convince the church that Jesus has not come in the flesh. They are attempting to persuade the church with new revelations when John tells the church they have no need for anyone to teach them. He is saying... There is no need for another revelation. We have a full revelation of mighty God in Christ. We do not need another revelation. Loving Jesus means truth. 1 John 2, 20-23 But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all you know the truth. I do not write you to be, because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. We know the truth because we... um. We know the truth because we have an anointing with the Holy One. We recognize the truth because we are connected with the church. We know that a lie cannot produce the truth. John asked the church a question, who is a liar? He then answered his own question. The man who denies that Jesus is Christ. To deny Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one means we are liars and we are not we are antichrist you know the truth is a funny thing you can choose to reject it but it will always remain the truth truth is not bothered by our belief or unbelief truth is jesus tells us in john 8:32 that the truth will make us free if the truth has the ability to make us free, then it is no surprise that the devil would want to destroy or prevent the truth. Throughout the book of First John, we have seen John compare light and darkness. Look at what he writes in First John 1, 5-7. This is the message we have heard from, from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live in the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with the one 
with another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. God is light. This is true, and since he is light, that means he is the one who enlightens us with truth. If we will accept and act on truth, then the light, Jesus, will help us to have fellowship with those in the church, and the light, Jesus, will purify us for all sin. Light is a powerful thing. Light is a symbol of purity, holiness, righteousness. Peter 1, 2, and 9. Light removes the darkness from the surroundings. Proverbs 6, 23. Isaiah 42, 16. Light brings it eliminated to blind eyes. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 5. The light, not, the light does not have any spots of darkness or sin. Revelation 21, 23. Light brings the power of revelation. Proverbs 4, 18. Light will shed truth on the nature and the meaning of all things. Corinthians 4, 5. Light brings truth concerning the world, sin. Light brings truth concerning the world, sin, and God. Colossians 1, 12 through 14. Light will clarify the path. Psalms 119-105 Light will serve as a guide and it will help one to walk out of the darkness. Corinthians 4-4-6 4, 4 and John, 1 John 2-8 Light will dispense the darkness and chaos. Psalms 27-1 Light has the power to wipe out, strip away, and erase the darkness of sin and deception. Matthew 4-16 Light will Cry out to men, Ephesians 5, 13, 14. Light is the glory of God, Psalms 104, 2-1. 2, Timothy 1, 6, 16. Light proves the power of purity, 1 John 1, 5. Light is compatible with the wisdom of God, Daniel 2, 22. Since God is light and we walk in the light, is since God is light and to walk in the light is to walk in truth and knowing that Jesus is truth, then loving truth means we must love Jesus. To hate truth is to hate Jesus. To reject truth is to reject Jesus. You cannot love darkness and light at the same time. To love darkness is to love the world and its systems. Evil things are done in the darkness, but light exposes the sinfulness of men, and that is why when light comes into the world, the darkness cannot understand it. John 1, 3-5 Loving Jesus means we love the truth even when the truth exposes by light the sin and the wickedness of our own actions, attitudes, and motivations. As Christians, we are called to love God above everything. We love God above our families, above our jobs, above our possessions, above everything. This means we will have a choice, have to choose God or the ways of the world. We choose God. I have tried to give you three things today that will help you love God. Love holiness by walking in the light of God's grace and commandments. Love the church by giving ourselves to the plan, purpose, and vision of the church and by walking in truth. 
Love the truth, knowing that truth and accepting the truth will empower us to walk in freedom. So I have so I have a challenge for you, the church, this morning. Will you give 100% of your life to Jesus Christ? Would you make a commitment to walk in holiness, to love his church and love truth? I think it would be good to take some time today to pray and seek God and seek God above our about our commitments to the life of love. Okay, that's what we have for today. I am so sorry I was so nervous. Normally, Pastor sits here by me when gives me I don't know comfort or something because I'm not normally this bad. <laughs> But I do appreciate you being here. And yes, please, let's still pray for our pastor. He is a little bit better today. So I have all hope that God is answering prayers and, and he will be healed. Uh, we just miss everybody out there. We miss our little church. And and uh, so I'm hoping that uh, here in the near future, we'll be all better and back on the broadcast and back in church and, and just... Uh, Loving everybody. So just uh, uh, I'm just I'll say a prayer for all of you guys out there. May God touch you where you know his love and you know that uh, that's the way it needs to be because he'll touch your heart in so many ways. And you won't realize it until you're a lot older and you look back and he, oh, God must have did that for me. He is awesome. He, he'll make peace in your life where you can handle almost anything. So I say good night in Jesus' name. Thank you.